Hypocrisy's the best policy. Wish for change, but lazily. Century of debilitation. Your evolution is a damnation. You know what that music means. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Trav, aka Five Minute Major, and welcome to season three of HV Pucks. I'm proud to say this is the only independent outlet dedicated to covering the sport of hockey in our region. What separates me from the mainstream is that you do not need a newspaper or cable TV subscription to access my content. It is available for free on Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. HV Pucks is underwritten by the healthcare law firm of Einiger and Associates, specifically managing partner Scott Einiger, to promote youth sports and various health initiatives in our local communities. And before we drop the puck on this week's episode, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back after this. Uh, hello there, uh, this is uh, Happy Gilmore, and uh, you're listening to the HV Pucks Podcast, available for free download on Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Now back to the show. You know, one of the things I enjoy the most about hosting this podcast is when I get to sit down with players, coaches, parents, and fans to talk pucks. I recently had the opportunity to chat with Neil Purcell. He is the head coach of the 2019 New York State Division I champion Syracuse Cougars, as well as Mitch Major. He is the head coach of the 2019 New York State Division II champion Skinny Atlas Lakers. Enjoy. Hey, this is your boy Trav, a.k.a. 5-Minute Major, and I'm pleased to be joined by Neil Purcell. Neil is the first-year head coach of the Syracuse uh, Syracuse Cougars. He was uh, an assistant prior to that, so uh, a pretty impressive first year, I must say, Coach. Thank you so much for coming on. How's it going? Uh, doing very well, Trav. Thanks for having me. This is awesome. Uh, it's absolutely my pleasure. So this is going to sound like a silly question. We're going to ask it anyway. How does it feel to be a New York State champion? Uh, it's hard to put into words. I mean, pretty unbelievable. We, um, I had a couple moments the week after, uh, where I was at work, it was crazy busy. And all of a sudden I had a, a free second and it just dawned on me. I can't believe we won the state title. Yeah. I mean, that's something that these kids will carry with them for the rest of their lives. Um, what do you want people outside of Section 3? And I should mention, you know, everybody around here should know now that Section 3 cleaned up both with the D1 and the D2 uh, titles. But what do you want people outside of Section 3 to know about your squad? Well, I, you know, I think the, the biggest thing I'd like them to know is that we're providing kids a chance to play high school hockey. And um, and, and certainly on paper, it seems like there's a lot of schools and, and, you know, I've been feeling a lot of comments about that. But at the end of the day, these kids know – uh, where we started, uh, these seniors know where we were as fre- when, or excuse me, where the program was when they were freshmen. Yep. Um, and uh, when I guess I've said before, when we have twelve seniors uh, of such high, you know, they're high character individuals that committed to the, the committed to the program. They bought into the coaching staff, and um, 
they wanted to win so badly that you combine all those things, you're going to have a recipe for success. Absolutely. And the proof is in the pudding. I mean, I was there on the entire weekend. I was a little late for the pre-championship, pre-tournament championship banquet. I did get to talk to some of your players. I certainly got to talk to you. I think we were on the same floor in the hotel. But uh, yeah, they definitely had the right mindset, the right attitude. And again, at the end of the day, they are the state champs. Um, did the team feel any pressure entering the season? And if so, how did the players respond? I think there was a little little pressure. There was expectations. I think it mainly came from themselves. Sure. You know, they they knew that um, with such a big senior class and the experience we were returning, that really this was the year for them. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think we we had our ups and downs, but um, you know, again, they had the right mindset and they just knew they wanted to win so badly that they would do whatever it took. Yeah, I mean, again, just being on the ice with you when when they celebrated, you know, uh, when they were getting their medals and their shirts, and then run, you know, skating over to the fans, and uh, I mean, again, that's really what high school sports are all about at the end of the day. Um, sure. Who were some of the players that surprised you this season by stepping up and contributing in a big way? Well, I, you know, I I want to say Nate Fry. Uh, he was our senior senior captain. He was our second line center. You probably couldn't ask for a better second line center uh, in the in the you know the world of high school hockey, sure. Uh, we always knew Nate to do to always do the right thing on the ice, sure. Defensively, offensively, faceoffs, PK, power play. We always have put him out in those situations. But I think his uh, ability to lead a, kind of our second tier of offense that weekend. Uh, he scored a beautiful goal against Orchard Park, uh, and then set up the was uh, the primary assist on the first goal against Suffern. Hmm. Um, I think he was, I don't want to say a huge surprise, but he was definitely key instrumental down the stretch without giving the, getting the glitz and glamour of the, uh, you know, some of the, the first line he might have gotten. Sure. So one of those kind of unsung heroes, a kid that just kind of steps up in a big way when it matters the most. Um, looking back on it now, how would you describe the season overall and did the team face any adversity? Uh, we definitely faced some adversity. I, I think, of, you know, our league schedule this year, um, you know, we had some games that, you know, w- wouldn't be classified as the most, uh, you know, as competitive as maybe the Division One state title might have been. Right. Um, and so it's it's never easy to coach those games when, when things are going easy for the kids and they're not committed to playing hockey the right way. They're, they're picking up bad habits. They're staying out too long. They're, um, you know, worried about their points, stuff like that. Um, and then going down to um, Cortland Homer, it was a, a rescheduled game. Um, we were supposed to play Merrimack. Um, unfortunately, we lost that one again for the second year in a row due to weather. And uh, Cortland really took it to us. They beat us 7-3 that night. Huh. And um, I think that was a massive wake-up call. And, sure. and really what I loved was our seniors were getting on the bus and they were they were fist bumping all the kids on the way in, like, this is going to make us better. Sure. And uh, we had the best practice of the year that, you know, that following Monday. Yeah, that's the right attitude and mindset to have. Any opportunity, whether it's a win or a loss, is something that you can learn from and take away from. So I, I, it sounds like you've really developed the right type of atmosphere and culture there uh, in uh, the Cougars program. Um, what was the team's mindset entering the New York State Final Four? I mean, you're one of four teams. You're there. It's uh, you know the the mecca of high school hockey, if you will. What was the team's mindset entering that tournament? I think the biggest thing was we wanted to play to our identity, not not stray away from that. 
not get caught up in the in the hoopla, um, and just control what you can control. And we we could control what happened in that twenty by eighty five foot surface. So sure. um, I think if we stay true to our roots, that was our biggest uh, biggest takeaway going into it. Okay, uh, from your perspective, what was the biggest challenge that you faced in preparing the players for the state tournament? Uh, just trying to get them to to the point where they didn't feel like. Uh, the stage or the bright lights were going to be too much. Sure. Um, and, and so I think drawing back last year as juniors going up to, to the Harbor Center to play Niagara, we feel to have that in their back pockets. That To then have the West Genesee game at the War Memorial with a huge crowd, uh, I think that was instrumental in them just dialing it in again, locking into the, the, the what happened in the 200 by 85 foot surface, not getting involved in the crowd and stuff like that. Hmm. In your opinion, Coach, what were the keys to the game versus suffering? So, you know, we were lucky enough to be able to see them live right before we played. Um, and, boy, you talk about an explosive offense they had with um, Kyle Foresta and Ryan Schelling. Yeah. Um, we really wanted to just – we wanted to stay above the puck against them and try to limit their transition opportunities. <laughs> we, we knew if we were – Letting letting Kyle, um, you know, skate up and down the ice and and push our defenseman back and, and get shots from the high slot, he was going to get three or four. So we really wanted to make sure our forwards stayed above the puck and, and just tried to limit their transition opportunities. Hmm. And you did a very good job of that, Coach. I must say. Um, what do you look for in a hockey player? Biggest thing I look for uh, is somebody. You know, there's a lot of good hockey players out there, but I look for somebody who. Uh, the way I classify great hockey players is somebody who makes the players around them better. Hmm. Um, so that's the biggest thing I'm looking for. Someone who can, who doesn't, you know, he's never whining or complaining about who he's playing with. Um, he just goes out there, does his job, and like I say, tries to make his line mates uh, better players and, and uh, better players. So I love that answer. Love that answer. What makes a successful hockey coach? Successful hockey coach. I mean, it's uh, there's a fine line. Of course, it depends on level, but you know, you, at the end of the day, these kids have to have fun. Yeah. Uh, and I think what makes a great hockey coach is promoting the right culture. Um, and I, I don't want to say this in a in a you know a, a, the wrong way, but you you almost got to know your limits a little bit too. Sure. And if you're letting the kids. Um, play too free and not enough structure there's you know there's going to be issues there when you especially come state tournament time and stuff like that but at the same token if you're over coaching you're you're demanding too much of your players then that's no good either uh this is going to sound like a funny question when i ask it but i'm going to ask it anyway you know in light of the, the state championships for you and for skinny atlas what do you want people to know about the overall state of hockey in section three you know i think uh of course there's a lot of sections that get a lot more uh um uh, you know herald and, and and legend status you know buffalo would be one of them uh so i you know i just want to make sure that people know that we're we're still there we're in the center of the state and uh, uh we can compete with anybody and and um 
uh, we're ready and willing. <laughs> I, I I think the uh, Division One, Division Two state championships for 2019, both coming out of Section Three, definitely reinforce that uh, idea. Uh, three more questions for you, Coach. Then I'm going to let you go. Favorite professional hockey player, past or present? Favorite professional hockey player. You know, I was always a big fan of uh, Theo Fleury. Okay, sure. Um, undersized guy myself, not a huge player, so. Right. Uh, you just gotta love his, his old work ethic and and uh, how excited he was to, to score goals and play the game. He always looked like he was having a, an absolute ball. So, and for oh, the so. for the most part, you know, hockey players really are down to earth. You know, very they come from very humble beginnings. And uh, but I have to say, Theo Fleury, when he was with the Rangers, you know, I had season tickets at the time, and he would he would stand outside of MSG and sign every card, every picture. Every jersey, he would take photos with anyone and everybody that was there. He made sure that everybody left there that was waiting to see him with some kind of autograph or some kind of memento. So that always kind of, you know, rang true, you know, and, and stuck with me. Um, favorite professional hockey team, if you have one? Uh, it is the New York Rangers. Very good. So let me ask you this a little bit off the what are your thoughts on the team at this point? You know, they've traded away, you know, fan favorites in Matt Zuccarello and they've traded away some of their favorite veteran players over the years to try to amass, you know, some some picks and some young players. You've got David Quinn coming in. So just your assessment as a fan and as, you know, a hockey guy, you know, in terms of the direction the team is going. You know, I haven't watched them enough this year, but um, from what I've seen, I, I, I like that you know, even though they might be out talented every night, this team works their works their bags off. They yeah. they, they compete, um, and I think that's a credit to, to what kind of um, the culture David Quinn has brought in. Uh, of course, it was heartbreaking to see Zuccarello go. Sure. Man, I, sure. he was right right up there uh, as one of my favorite players. But I think they're doing it the right way and. Uh, it's going to be a big off season for him, I think. No, I agree, and it's very difficult in a place like New York City, as you know, to 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 be patient and to build a team the right way. But I really do think that they are going about it just that. Last question for you, Coach: If uh, Neil Purcell wasn't a hockey coach, he'd be a fill in the blank. Oh boy, he would just be a paint salesman. <laughs> <laughs> that's my uh, that is my current full time job. Okay, so that's, uh, that is all I would do. My. Uh, my family, my dad, and his brothers were fortunate enough to open a store here in Syracuse uh, 42 years ago now. Wow, congratulations. And, That's uh, great. We've grown, or they've grown the business into three locations in the Syracuse area, and uh, I'm very lucky to be stepping into a, a good situation there. All right, let's give a little little plug to the family business there, Neil. Go ahead. Oh, God. Uh, everything you need for any paint project, Purcell's Paints. All right, Purcell's Paints, you heard it here. Um, I have been fortunate enough to chat with Neil Purcell. He is the head coach of the 2019 New York State Division One champion Syracuse Cougars. Um, this is your boy Trav, and you're listening to HV Pucks. Coach, thank you again so much for taking the time out. I hope you have um, a wonderful off season and a great summer, and I look forward to seeing you at the rink next year. And, and hopefully I can make a trip up to Section 3 and uh, see, you, see your uh, squad in person. Uh, that'd be awesome, Trav. Thanks for having me. I love what you guys are. I love what you've been doing with this. I uh, love to see the, the high school kids in the area get this uh, – sort of press and this attention it's it's awesome to see uh listen i appreciate the kind words i started this a couple years ago just to kind of contribute a little bit again to what i consider to be the greatest sport on the planet so uh thanks again coach this is your boy trav and you are listening to hv 
pucks. Without any more further ado, the 45th president of the United States of America. Thank you. Thank you. I know you love me. Listen, I don't want to talk about the NFL. I don't want to talk about Rocket Man. I don't want to talk about Hillary. I'd like to talk about HV Pucks. I mean, it's fantastic. And it's available for free on Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Now back to the show. Okay. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Trav, a.k.a. 5-Minute Major, and I am pleased to be joined by the head coach of the Skinny Atlas Lakers, uh, Mitch Major. He's taken some time out of his evening to chat with me, and I really do appreciate it. Coach, thank you so much for coming on. Congratulations on the championship. How's it feel? Uh, it feels great, Travis. Uh, we're kind of uh, slowing down a little bit right now, so I, I'm having the opportunity to uh, relax and enjoy it a little bit, but uh, it's going great. I really do, again, appreciate you taking the time out. While we were celebrating on the ice, I slipped you my card, and I'm like, hey, you know, I'll give you a call. Hopefully you can come on the show. And then I got your uh, contact info from Paul Zarek out of Section 4, so I appreciate uh, you taking a few minutes out. Um, so, again, Section 3 really cleaned up this year with you winning D2, Syracuse winning D1. What do you want people outside of Section 3 to know about the Lakers? <laughs> Well, we're a small town. We don't combine with anybody, um, which uh, we kind of take pride in. Um, you know, we have a, uh, a high school of about probably 500 kids, uh, and uh, we take a lot of pride in our hockey here. We have a very strong youth organization. We have two rinks and a beautiful facility here in Skinny Alice, and uh, we are certainly blessed to have uh, just a, a perfect spot for kids to grow up and play hockey here in Skinny Alice. And uh, I... Um, it makes my job a lot easier by the time they get to the varsity level um, to be able to uh, coach these kids. You know, I have to say, in looking back at the past, you know, since I've been doing this podcast a couple of years, and looking back at the past state championships, the one thing that they all have in common is a strong youth program and a strong feeder system. So I, I right. can't emphasize that enough. Um, did the team feel any pressure entering the season? And if so, how did the players respond? Well, sure. Um, you know, we were number one from the first poll that came out, yeah. the state poll. And, uh, uh, you know, to, to be able to go the entire season at number one and then finish it off and win the state championship is not easy to do. Because, like you said, there is pressure put on you when you're number one. You have a bullseye on your back and every team is going to give you their best game. But to my players' credit, they – rose to the occasion every time. I think it made us better, and we just kept getting better and better. And I think the one thing that made this team so successful in the playoffs is we were we were really loose and uh, focused, and we could tell going into the playoffs and then the way the kids were um, reacting to situations that uh, um, this was going to be a special year for us. Uh, you know, I, I arrived to the pre-tournament banquet late, but I did, you know, kind of mill around the room and check out some of the teams and chatted with the kids. And I definitely would agree with you that your kids came into the tournament definitely feeling good, feeling loose. Um, you could tell also with uh, some of the hairstyles and so just some of the ways yeah. that the kids carried themselves that they were there you know, to have a good time and certainly take care of business. Um, 
along those lines, Coach, who were some of the players that surprised you this season by stepping up and contributing in a big way? Said, that is a very difficult question to answer, Travis, okay. just because the thing that made us a, a, a good team was our depth. Yeah. And every night it was someone different. Like, nice. for example, if you look at our um, all-league players, um, you know, we didn't have a lot of guys on all-league out of Section 3. Um, because we were so well balanced um, on the scoring. And the guys that really stepped up in the playoffs, some of our seniors, were probably like number 8 to 10 on our point list. And they were our leaders. So it was an unusual season that way for us because you never knew who the uh, the hero was going to be. I mean, I'd have to give you... 15 names to answer that question. <laughs> Listen, that's a great that's a great problem to have if you look at it yeah. that way. Uh, scoring yeah. by committee and everybody contributing. I like that because, right. again, it's difficult yeah. to plan if you're the opposition in terms right. of who's going to contribute, who's going to step up. Um, Absolutely. You know, looking back on it now, and you mentioned you were number one. You kind of alluded to this in a previous answer. You were number one all season. You know, you, you get the job done. Hashtag mission accomplished. Looking back on it now, how would you describe the season overall? And, uh, you know, did the team face any adversity at any point in terms of injuries or anything along those lines? Um, yeah, you know, we did fix some injuries. Um, nobody really knew about them because we didn't talk about them. Right. Um, um, Bauer Morsey, just before uh, the playoffs hit, um, injured his knee in practice. Huh. And we didn't think he was going to be able to play at all. Wow. Um, he didn't miss a game. He wore a brace. He could barely skate the next day, and somehow he found a way to make it work because he's such a great athlete. Yeah. Um, um, well, my son had a broken arm most of the year. Wow. Um, and, and played with it. Wow. Um, we had other guys that um, um, Cam Lowe in the state championship game broke his arm in the first period, but didn't tell anybody huh. because he wanted he wanted to keep playing and wow. played through it. Wow. And you know, when you look back, it's when when a team wins it all or comes close there's always those injuries that you have to fight through. And one thing that helps with that is the depth of a team, the guys picking each other up. Um, In 2015, when we won it, um, one of our best players played in the state championship with a broken foot. And, uh, and, you know, you just look back and, and uh, after you can have some time to think about it, you realize that a lot of guys, um, you know, really stepped up for the team in some difficult situations with injury. And you, there's always going to be injuries. And uh, I couldn't be more proud of the guys. I mean, based on everything you're telling me, you know, your knee issues, broken arms, and another kid, yeah. you know, broke this in the in the championship game and didn't want to tell anybody. I mean, yeah. it, you know, look at all the cliches and look at all the slogans you want. But, I mean, again, that's just a testament to, you know, their desire, their drive to win. Uh, you know, at what at whatever it takes. Um, you touched right. on this earlier, and and I, you know, I don't want to repeat myself, but again, the team's mindset entering the New York State Final Four. I mean, again, you were one of the four best teams coming into that tournament. You know, right. um, anything else you could add to that? You know, as far as their mindset. Yeah, you know, um, my assistant coach um, even said to me, he goes, "Geez, we just look so confident and so relaxed." Yeah. Um, and we would look at the other teams, and they didn't. They, yep. they were kind of checking us out yep. and uh, wondering, what, what's this team all about? So mm-hmm. I think us being number one all year played to our advantage, mostly going in against teams that didn't know us because yeah. they, they, they wondered, how, why are these guys so good? Yeah. And, um, and you could look at our team, and because we're so well-balanced, it's not one or two players. So um, I think that was a huge advantage for us going into the Final Four that 
that we people really couldn't pinpoint one or two things about us. Sure, um, we were just we had a lot of different guys with a lot of different skill sets, and and, and uh, I think they just really had confidence in the next guy up. Um, and I think that played to our advantage. It sounds like you really have developed the right type of culture, the right type of atmosphere, the right type of mindset amongst your players, and I do have to compliment you as well, Coach. After you received the championship uh, trophy during you know the photo session, you immediately called your assistant coaches over for the photo op, mm-hmm. which I thought was huge uh, before the celebration began, so I just wanted to mention that as well. Um, well, I'm, I'm blessed with some, some great people around me, yeah. um, and... Uh, my assistant coaches, Jeff Bob and Topher Scott, are unbelievable hockey minds, and they are just, they're great with the players, and the players trust them, and, uh, it, you know, um, if if I needed to get off the ice to go do something during a practice, right. I knew that there was still going to be a productive practice with those two out there, and uh, it's definitely a coaching staff, not just one coach. I love it. I love that. Um, biggest challenge you faced in preparing the players for the state tournament? First of all, Travis, that's a good question. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't thought about it, but I, I will. Um, um, I'll do my best to answer that. Sure. I, you know, I, I think the one thing I, as a head coach, uh, you know, I've been there a couple times prior as a coach. Is I, my biggest challenge as a coach is I don't want to leave any stone unturned, and okay. I want to make sure that that we're not breaking from any routine. Also, because as soon as you break from routine, guys wonder wait a second, what's going on here? Is this different? Right. Is this something we should be worried about? Sure. So the number, the number one thing we did was we always stuck to our routine, our Good. pregame routine, um, our three keys to the game, our seven game standards um, that we would give to them before every game, um, the, the, to the whiteboards that are on the bench with the three keys on them. We had to make sure that we stuck to everything so that everything just seemed the same. Sure. Everything seemed normal. And I think that's something that we as a team did really well this year is that we we had the same routine from game one to the last game of the season. And it really helped the players just relax. And, um, and they just never looked at any point um, nervous, yeah. which is uh, – and a, te- a testament to these guys and the culture that we're trying to build here. Absolutely, especially you know at, at that top level of competition, right? Um, you know, in your opinion, and you you talked about this a little bit, and I don't want you to give away any state secrets per se, but in your opinion, what were the keys to the game against Queensbury? Um, well, I, I think against Queensbury, um, the, the, they they were going to have to play very well. Um, they are an up and coming team, um, but we felt like with our depth that it it was really going to be hard for them to stay um, with us for three periods. And what we wanted to make sure we did was play with a high pace, get puck, get pucks deep below their D make their defense, turn their toes as much as possible. And we felt by the third period that would make the difference. And, and the guys bought into it. We didn't try to do too much with the puck. We just got it up, got it in. And we really wanted to play as much as we could below their goal line and start there. And we felt like we could go low to high on them. And I got some defensemen who can move the puck. Yeah, um, are offensive-minded, and uh, and we were able to do that. And uh, they stuck. They stuck with us hard in that first period. They did. They zero, did. Zero zero after one. Um, and um, I, I thought Queensbury um, played an excellent first period and did what they needed to do. Yep. Um, but you know we broke. We break it down one period at a time. Sure. And then we said, you know, in the first intermission, we said stick to the game plan. Let's keep going. Let's win the first, the second period, and we did that. Yeah. And uh, so that was uh, 
that was that was really the key is, is just to get, get them to work real hard below their goal line. Okay. Uh, Coach, I just want to switch gears for a minute here. What do you look for in a hockey player? <laughs> well, that's funny you say that because, um, you know, all coaches look for something different. Um, I want a hockey player that's going to show up every day and just want to get better. Okay. Um, I want a hockey player that's going to um, be unselfish. Mm. That's that's not. It's never going to be about him. And uh, and and obviously, I would love a hockey player that that has a high hockey IQ because that okay. makes my job easier. Sure. Um, but you know, it's the work ethic. It's the unselfishness and just wanting to understand the game better and come every day. And and we always talk about in our practice about this is going to be the highlight of our day. When you show up, put a smile on your face, say yeah. hi to coach and let's have some fun today. Yeah. And uh, if I can get a hockey player to show up that wants to get better and enjoy any drill I give them and, um, and just wants to learn, learn, learn. That's uh that's the hockey player I want. I love that answer. That's a great answer, coach. Um, you've been at this for a bit. What, in your opinion, what makes a successful hockey coach? <laughs> well, again, there's so many different, types of coaching styles out sure. there and and we've you know i'm sure you've experienced different coaching styles that work for you that might work for somebody else um we again we we just try to be um coaches that uh that have a passion for for um the game that that also make the practice the highlight of our day yeah and that that you know that we're excited to be there and you know what we're not perfect we're going to make mistakes, but my door is always open. Yeah. And, um, and we want to be, you know, um, approachable. Okay. Um, I, I think those are the things that make a coach successful. I think that's what makes a, a, a an employee success, uh, you know, a, a, a president of a company successful sure. is you, you, you have to be willing to be just the lead learner. Yeah. Not just, not just the, the head guy. Right. Those and, are- um, and I think that, that once you get to know the players and they, they know that you actually care about them, and uh, and you're willing to make mistakes and admit them. Um, you can have a good culture going. Absolutely, those are life skills, not just skills for you know on the ice. Yeah, exactly. Um, now, this is going to sound like an interesting question because we have two state champs again from Section Three. But what do you want people to know about the state of hockey in Section Three? <laughs> um, I think it's getting better and better. I really do. The, the game sure. of hockey is. Uh, is is definitely uh, alive and well i think high school hockey itself is starting to get back on the map yeah absolutely um, uh, i i think that uh there's more uh there's more teams uh youth teams willing to work with the high school leagues now um and and you see a lot more partnerships where people are trying to do what's best for the the players sure and uh and in in section three hockey i you know you can look at the record books but there's just a lot of good hockey teams in section three. And, yeah. uh, um, you know, one thing that we pride ourselves on specifically is that we're always in the mix every year. Yeah. And, uh, and that, that means that we're a healthy program. And you know, what I really like about it too, is that all the coaches collaborate together. We're trying to, as a group, try to try to make section three hockey the best it is. It, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's definitely going in the right direction right now. I concur with I concur with that answer entirely. I, I really enjoyed what I saw, not only out of the Lakers but certainly out of the Cougars. And I'm well, going to have Cougars, a, they, we played them this year. Yeah. They're they are a fantastic, fantastic team, and uh, um, that was probably the best game of the year for us. And it, that was uh, it was a lot of fun to watch them play too. I will let Coach Purcell know you said that. I'm going to have him on a little bit. Um, three more questions for you, Coach. I'm going to let sure. you go. Favorite professional hockey player. Past or present? 
Well, I know this isn't that my answer is going to be one of, but I grew up in the Wayne Gretzky era. Sure. So the the way Wayne Gretzky played the game, that high hockey IQ, seeing the ice without looking around. I mean that that's how I emulated, and that's what I wanted to be growing up. Yep. Um, I also loved Dennis Savard. He was okay. a lot of fun to watch. Sure. Um, those are probably my two favorite players. Nice, nice. Favorite professional hockey team, if you have one. Okay, well, we grew up in a time, this is going to age me, but you're the same age, yep, Travis. we so, are. Um, <laughs> we used to watch hockey on uh, Saturday nights uh-huh. and, and, and antenna on our on our roof that would reach CBC in Canada. Nice. And every Saturday night, the Montreal Canadiens were on. So yep. the Montreal Canadiens became uh, the favorite team of my family, and I'm the youngest of eight, so that's what we all did on wow. Saturday night. Wow, the whole family gathered around the TV and watched hockey night. I love it. Yep. I love it. Yeah. Um, last question, and you and I touched base on this a little bit before we started recording, but if Mitch Major wasn't a hockey coach, he'd be a fill-in-the-blank. <laughs> oh, he'd have more hair. I know that for <laughs> sure. Um, well, you know what? I, I would hope that I would still be in the business of working with kids. Okay. Um, I'm a teacher now, yep. Yep. and um, you know, hopefully I'd be doing something in the lines of um, – helping kids learn some life skills no matter what I did and hopefully bettering the lives of some some, uh, some kids for their future because uh, um, it's definitely a rewarding rewarding uh, experience. I wholeheartedly agree as someone who's dedicated you know, a good portion of their life to working with young people. I'm a school counselor in Suffern with uh, your buddy uh, Rob Schelling at Suffern High School and certainly mm-hmm. your pal Kevin McCarran down at Montebello Elementary. So uh, I've been at this for a bit too. I really do appreciate you taking the time out to chat with me, Coach. I've been fortunate enough to talk with Mitch Major. He is the head coach of the 2019 New York State Division II champion, Skinny Atlas Lakers. Coach, thank you so much. Um, I really did enjoy watching your squad over uh, the championship weekend and um, enjoy the rest of the school year. Uh, Have a wonderful summer and we'll see you at the rink next season. Awesome, Travis. Thanks. God bless. Oh, thank you so much. Take care. This is your boy, Trav, and you are listening to HV Pucks. As this episode for Season 3 comes to an end, it's now time for Stick Taps, where we honor, recognize, and acknowledge individual players, coaches, teams, or hockey-related events and charities. This season, Stick Taps will be brought to you each and every week by H4H, a growing car transport and handyman service company in Rockland and Long Island. Howie and Jesse are service-oriented guys known for providing quality service at competitive prices. For rapid, reliable, and relationship-driven car transport and handyman home improvements, call 516-497-1194. Mention the code 5-Minute Major and receive a $25 discount off your next car transport service or $100 off your next handyman service appointment. Stick taps out to the Syracuse Cougars of Section 3 on winning the 2019 New York State Division I Championship on Sunday, March 10th.
Stick taps out to the Skinny Atlas Lakers, also of Section 3, on winning the 2019 New York State Division II Championship on Sunday, March 10th. Stick taps out to all the players who participated in the Section 5 Select Senior Game at the Bill Gray's Ice Rink on Tuesday, March 12th. All proceeds will benefit the Cure Childhood Cancer Association. Stick taps out to the LHKC uh, Trojans on winning the 2019 CIAC Division III Championship on Thursday, March 14th. Stick taps out to the Seton Hall Prep Hockey Team for hosting an exhibition game versus the New Jersey Devils sled hockey team on Saturday, March 16th at the Cody Arena. Stick taps out to the Branford Hornets on winning the 2019 CIAC Division II Championship on Monday, March 18th. And stick taps out to the Fairfield Prep Jesuits on winning the 2019 CIAC Division I Championship on Tuesday, March 19th. Fairfield also won the 2018 CIAC D1 title as well. Stick taps out to the Fordham University Rams who are headed to the ACHA Nationals in Dallas this coming weekend and stick taps out to the Rampo College Roadrunners who are also headed to the ACHA Nationals in Dallas. And if you know of a player, coach, team, or hockey-related event or charity and would like them to receive stick taps in the future, please tweet me at TravJack71 using the hashtag HVPucks. sounds on this episode of HV Pucks, I want to thank my beautiful wife Marisol and my two daughters Juliana and Kayla for their never-ending support, love, patience, and understanding because our family time takes a hit over the next few months as I embark on another exciting hockey season. I love to interact with my followers and fans and you can always find me on Twitter at TravJack71 and on Instagram at 5 underscore min underscore major. And if you like the music you've heard throughout the show, be sure to check out the new full-length album, Out of Time, by Fracture, which is available on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. The new album maintains the same high level of energy as their debut 2015 EP, Broken Walls. You can also find them on Twitter at Fracture underscore band, on Instagram at Fracture Official, Fracture Band Official on Facebook, and www.fractureofficial.com on the web. The 2019 New York State All-Hair Team is looking to complete its roster. So tweet me a picture at TravJack71 and use the hashtag New York State Puck Flow to nominate your favorite high school player and or coach. Winners will receive a custom t-shirt. Attention all Section 1 players, coaches, parents, and fans. Peck's Skate Shop is looking for nominees for their Plays of the Month contest. Post your video on Instagram and tag at Pex Skate Shop and use the hashtag Pex Plays of the Month to enter. Each month, one winner will be selected to receive a Pex Skate Shop gift card. 
I'd also like to give a special thank you to the healthcare law firm of Einiger & Associates, specifically managing partner Scott Einiger, for underwriting Season 3 of HV Pucks. Your continued support is greatly appreciated. This is your boy Trav, a.k.a. 5-Minute Major, and I'll see you at the rink. 